I'm Elliot Malkin, and this is The People. My name is Juan Luis Pimentel. I was born April 15th of all day tax day, my man, 1972. Tax day. Yes, sir, man. That's how no one forgets my birthday. <laughs> Where are you from? Born and bred in the Bronx, my man. Born and bred in the Bronx. My mother's Dominican and my father's Puerto Rican. Um, my father was a real dark-skinned guy. Real dark-skinned guy, you know, kinky hair and all that. Um, my mom, white, blonde hair, blue eyes. She came from um, Santiago. It's an area called Los Trenta Caballeros. That's basically an area where a lot of Spaniards came to. They're, they're basically white. So being that the case, my, my father's side of the family never really liked my mom too much. You know, you, you see a lot of Dominicans and, and Puerto Ricans intermingling now. But during that time, that, was, that, that wasn't something that, that, that was really common. And what were they like, your parents? My mother, real nice, you know, t- timid lady. My father, on the other hand, short man. He was about, what, five, five foot five. But the thing is, he was really intimidating. Even around the big men. That's what he was basically known for around the neighborhood. Either fight with everyone or basically pull, pulling out a gun on you. Do you still live in the neighborhood still you grew live, up in? Yeah, I still live in the same neighborhood. I mean, I've gone away several times. Gone away to college. Tried the military for, for a minute. But for some reason, even though I was always dying to get out of the neighborhood, I always get called back to it. I feel comfortable there. Matter of fact, we still live with our mom. As soon as I walk through the door, go see my mom, kiss her hand, you know, the Dominican style, you know, that's a form of respect for her. We go up to our mother and I say, Siong Mama. That's like, you know, the Godfather thing, going up, kissing the ring, you know, saying your blessings to, to, to your mom, and then your mom will bless you. How old are you? I'm 42. I'm 42. You're, you got a year on me. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, I know it's, it, it, it looks bad, you know, a 42-year-old man still living at home with his mom. But the thing is, you, you have to understand, around here, it's work used to be easy. About a good 10, 10, 15 years ago, you can quit a job like nothing. You, 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 you were unsatisfied with your job. You can quit and find another one in less than a week's time. Now, now I, I, it, it's, 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 it's too hard. Um, rent is incredible. Where we live at right now, my mom is paying $1,900 a month, but she's under low-income housing. That's the only reason why we're able to keep that apartment or else we would have, I mean, we would have been in really bad shape. Really, I mean, really, really bad shape because we lost our father when, I, when we were 13, when I was 13 years old. What happened? I remember it clear. I was in Sacred Heart Elementary School, came back home one day. I see everyone in my house, and my aunt came out and told me that my, my father was shot. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. That was my reaction. I mean, I didn't feel sorry. I didn't feel bad. Um, I just I, I just felt uh, blank. I just felt blank. And, and everyone at that moment thought that there was something seriously wrong with me, you know, because they didn't see me show any type of emotion. I wasn't crying. But the thing is, is that as I was growing up there, I seen a lot of violence, a lot of violence. And I, I just don't mean like fights, people getting beat yeah. up or anything like that. I mean, people basically getting cut up, shot up around the area. During, during, during that time, we'll call it, there was a lot of gangs around like Zulu, um, Dominican Nation, um, the Puerto Rican Posse. 
But Zulu was everyone. Black, white, Spanish, Indian, whatever. That was one of the biggest gangs around the area. But they, they, they weren't the violent ones. They were like the guardian angels of, of the neighborhood. I wonder if there are any Jewish guys in Zulu. That, that I really can't tell you. I, uh, I really don't know how to say that. Cause I'm, I'm just uh, kidding. Uh, no, no, dude, because Jews never really, really want to hang around us. I wasn't raised around Jews. I went to school with just black kids, Spanish kids, a few Chinese kids, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indian kids, but Jews, no. Were you ever in a gang? No, no. Thank God I never was. I mean, um, I grew up with a lot of these kids. They knew me. They knew my brothers. They knew my father. They knew what type of a person my mind my father was. They approached us about it, you know, but they never really pressured us into it. And what were you like as a kid? I was kind of a bit on the nerdy side, a little bit on the nerdy side. I mean, I had a little street in me, but at the same time, you know, that that really wasn't me. I just did that as an act to help me, you know, to protect myself. What about games or what did you do for fun as a kid? It, it was either the handball courts or the local arcade. Okay, the arcade. So you're playing like Pac-Man, Tron, Tron Galaga. Galaga, exactly. All, all, all those fun time games, man. All those old time retro games. I remember times, bro, when I would be there at the arcade with $1 and stay there all day long. That's only four games, four quarters. Four long games. That's you- how good I was. You remember Donkey Kong? Oh, I remember all of those things, man. All those games. I loved all. I played them all. I remember having Pac-Man. I mean, the real basic Pac-Man, Pac-Man. What, did you have a home game system too? Yeah. Um. I remember one Christmas, I was shocked when I actually sat down and I saw that we had an Atari console, one of the first gaming systems out with like 10 games. I flipped. I bugged out. I, we had, they, even though they were like basic games. My father never really bought us Christmas presents like that, you know, like toys, electronics, like he always bought us clothing and stuff like that. You know, I, I, I was really surprised oh, that my man. father got me that. Oh man, I had an Atari game system too. It was awesome. Yeah, dude, man. From that time on, I had friends on over, because before that, my father d- didn't allow us too much contact with outsiders. Like I said, my neighborhood wasn't all that the best, but you know, being a kid, I always hated him for it. What are you doing work-wise these days? Well, now for the past seven years, I've been working here at DMK Parking Garage. Before that, I used to um, I was working around the corner at this place called Connecticut Muffin. I was there for about a good, good two years or so. The garage owner knew me from from the cafe. He knew what type of a person I was. You know, real friendly customer service, big smile. No matter who you were, black, white, Spanish, whatever, I always adjusted myself to that certain person. You know, um, I had the, my street side where I knew who to speak to. You know, what's up, man? How you doing with this and that? And then other times when I would meet like professors, hello, sir, how you doing? Good evening. How are you? I know how to basically adjust myself to, to certain situations. Wait, how did you end up at Connecticut Muffin in Brooklyn from the Bronx? Well, that's the thing. I lived in the Bronx, but I never really worked in the Bronx. I never liked working around where I live. I never wanted to be around people that knew me because I know what's going to happen. They're going to start asking me for favors. They want me to do this. Oh, yo, I know your mom. I know your brothers. Can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? I always wanted to go away somewhere 
where no one knew me and I can do my thing. Because that's what a lot of my friends basically did. When they got jobs around the neighborhood, everyone found out either they were working at McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, stuff like that. And a week later, two two or three weeks later, they'll lose their jobs because they would start giving food away to their friends. It's not like it is not. And I, 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 I was going to get caught like that. I mean, I liked my friends, but I wasn't going to go down for them either. So what what's the best thing about this job? I meet a lot of people. I meet a lot, a lot of different people. Like for you, for instance, you know, basically from, from, from all walks of life. Like for instance, um, this lady down the block, she works at a... Um, um, at an eye care center, and whenever I see someone around here, you know, they, they, they complain about their eyes, I send them to her, and then she comes over here and thanks me for it. You know, she, she, she doesn't really know me for, from a hole in the wall, you know, but you know, that, that, that's the type of person I am. If I know what you're doing, you know, I try to send business your way, you know, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't expect anything back. I don't expect anything back, but you know, I do believe in karma. I do believe in karma. You know, I know if I keep at it, I keep at it, I keep at it. Someday it's going to turn around and work for me. How do you hope that karma comes back to you? Well, for now, for now, um, I'm not really expecting too, too, too much right now because at the moment I'm waiting for, for my wife's paperwork to be done. She, she was um, out in the Dominican Republic. I'm filing for, you know, for, for her petition. When she's here, that's when I, that's when I'm kind of hoping karma will start working its way towards me, you know, a better job for myself. Mm-hmm.